I played in Benfica Stadium last year, so I have you know a, a sort of a, a love oh, for that name drop there. Yeah, subtle name drops. Um, well, I I played in Oxford City Stadium a couple of you know like eight years ago. Cheers. We played against each other. Remember, we won four <laughs> 0 and I scored twice. Oh, <laughs> do you remember? Forgot him on a pot. Forgot him on a podcast with you. You've dobbed yourself in that. <laughs> How you doing, man? First and foremost, how you been? Oh yeah, really, yeah, really good, really good. Um, but my weekend is going to be nowhere near as good as yours because you went to Amsterdam. I did. I went. I went Dutch, man. I went double Dutch. I'll, I must confess before we get into this though. As a result, I haven't watched as much football as I normally do, or as I would like to. Um, but hopefully, I still. Yeah, I've still got lots to say on the football, uh, I hope. But I'll let you do the kind of more analytical talking this time round. Oh, Jesus, we're in for a bad episode. <laughs> um, Dan, I want to kick it off in Iceland. It's, it's all gone mad over in Iceland. You know? Has it? In Iceland! In Iceland! It's Iceland, right? That's what they say in the song. Oh yeah, can I just say that is a perfect tribute to that wonderful anthem. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I've been I've been practicing over the years, but yeah, I'm pretty Honestly. sure they sing about Iceland. But I've never known Did an you... Icelandic team in the Champions League. Could you send me that so I can have that as like a ringtone? Absolutely. You'll get people that'd to call wonderful. you all the time just so you can hear it again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, but. So it's all been kicking off in Iceland, the Champions League. Um, is this the first time in our lifetimes that we've witnessed four Premier League teams in the quarterfinal? No, it happened around 2008, 2009. Ah, oh, I knew you when would know that. It was us, you, Arsenal and Chelsea. Ah, oh. 2008, 2000. Is that the season you got to the final and lost to AC Milan? No, that was 2000. And we won it in 2004, 2005. Oh, wait, I should know. Was that the year that Man United won and beat Chelsea in the final? Yeah, it might well have been. John Terry slipped. Might well have been. Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Well, clearly not. So, um, <laughs> but it's. Uh, did you watch any of the, uh, the Icelandic football? Yes, in fact, actually, I did. I was in Bath in the week. Not in the bath. You was in the bath? I was in Bath, you know, where the Roman oh, baths are. I wasn't in the bath. I was actually I was actually at Nando's. And then I quickly popped into a pub and watched like 20 minutes of the Man City game. Um, and it was just annihilation. It was just, it was ridiculous. It was, it was like watching a load of professionals play against the uh, under-14s. They just tore him in the I actually stopped. I actually stopped watching that game. I don't blame you. Um, after it went two nil, after after they went two nil up, I turned over to the Juventus game. I don't blame you. And watched Ronaldo do his thing again. He is the man, isn't he? He really is the man. So I've I've got a bit of an incredible stat for you. Go for it. Um. So, Champions League. As far as like the uh, the top goal scorers go, yeah. Um, if you look back um, in European Cup history, in fifth place is Karim Benzema on, with sixty goals. Yeah. Fourth place is Cristiano Ronaldo in the group stages on sixty-one goals. Whoa! Okay. Third place is Cristiano Ronaldo in knockout stages with sixty-three goals. Oh my goodness. Second is Raul with 71. Yeah. And first is Messi with 106. But if you... I just turns up. But you've just said Ronaldo in the 
group stage and Ronaldo in the knockout stages. But obviously, if you add them together, then he's the all-time greatest goal scorer, right? Yeah. If so he's he's on he's on 124 goals. It's just unbelievable. I, I've never like, never known like one man to be so pivotal in an 11 man squad apart from Messi well I mean it's hard to tell with Messi because Messi's been like you know solid at one club that has had great players around him whereas let's say if Juventus go and, and win the Champions League I think it's fair to say Ronaldo has won the Champions League four times yeah I get I get what you're saying and that's why I've backed them yeah. Because of that Ronaldo effect. Yeah, it's so true. He is the difference. They're just, he's just a different animal. Did you just hear, a was, different it, animal. was it yesterday or today, Juventus lost their first game of the Serie A season and it was because Ronaldo wasn't playing? Yeah, and did you hear that it was against Genoa and... Um, you know her? I know her twice. Oh. Um, and um, they wanted their re- they wanted refunds on tickets. Because Ronaldo because he won't play. play. Unbelievable. But, um, but yeah, they match was real good, real good. And he's just, he is just so, for a 33-year-old, he's just such an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. What an inspired comeback. And, um, but yeah, so that's a game I chose to watch. And I think that it sort of paid dividends, really, because otherwise I would have just walked a walkover. Absolutely. Um. So, and then the big game on Wednesday. Well, just before we get into your big game, um, we mentioned Ronaldo there. And, you know, Ronaldo's like number one rival, you could say. Um, Messi obviously turned up in the game against Leon. Pretty easy win for Barca. Do we need to mention much about it? I just, I don't know. I, it was kind of expectant. Mm-hmm. I think, which is bad, really, because it was nil-nil in the first game. But I was so shocked that it was nil-nil in the first game. And I know that Leon have sort of, you know, done well. It's done well against City. Yeah, they've looked um, good this Champions League season. But it's just Barcelona at the new Camp. I don't, I don't ever bet against them. No, and especially when you have Messi, it's yeah. just so difficult. And I think that I didn't expect them to get beaten that much. I don't think, but I felt the fact that they were. Um, I, I just expected them to get beat and I didn't expect it to be too close yeah Um, I'll confess I didn't watch the game at all see no see I didn't because I watched the uh, the bigger game of the night you know as it goes yeah congratulations to you yeah take that won't we I did I did kind of write Liverpool off, but um, I don't know. Again, this is another game that I failed to watch. I tried to watch it, but I ended up playing football that night and I scored a worldie. It was on my Instagram story. Um, I'm and you back and your Instagram. social life. <laughs> but um, hey, well, I had a week off work. I was uh, living it up, trying to enjoy it. But yeah, I managed to catch like bits of the game. And um, would you say deserved winners? Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Bayern Munich, the whole the 180 minutes didn't look like they wanted to attack, mm. which was really bizarre. Um, I um, which obviously I'm pleased about it. The only goal they scored was an own goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I mean, it was a bit nervy when it went to 1 1. You could say Liverpool um, are that good that they scored four goals in that game. Basically, yeah. Basically, I'm not. I would. I would try and be modest, but you know, it's what it is. Matip got more goals than Lewandowski in that game. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Um, but they, they deserved it. They deserved it. We played really well. Yeah. Um, the Mane goal was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Neuer is a mis- sort of is a some sort of mistake for it. You know, rushing out like that. But the way he sort of touched it down and turned him, it's just, it's it's real, real genius play. Is it early? Um, is it too early to say that Neuer's passed it? I think so. I think so. But then again, he's, you know, he's come back from long-term injuries and uh, he's certainly not the best goalkeeper in the world anymore. 
it's, it's but, very clear that like Bayern in general have quite an aging team and it doesn't seem like they as of yet have like replaced their aging players um with with Neuer I'd agree with I, they've not got really anyone to replace him mm-hmm. um I think you know Koeman will be a replacement for Ribby or Robin um you got, I guess, um, what's his face? Good Muller yogurt isn't is past his best days. <laughs> Muller corner. <laughs> Thomas Muller corner. Yeah, Muller rice. Um, yeah. They, you know, the oh, thing is, is they they won six 0 again tonight, so they're not doing too badly. Mm. Um, but we just took them to task. Mm. Pretty much what it is, and um. You know, the draw has been favourable to us in the quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, speaking of the quarterfinal, so as you mentioned earlier, I was in a Dutch, Dutchland, uh, Holland, over the Not last few days. Not to be confused with Deutschland. Not to be confused with Deutschland. <laughs> um, I woke up on Friday morning in the hotel room and completely forgot almost that the Champions League draw was on. So I quickly flicked on watch the Champions League draw and I was watching thinking Man United please get Tottenham or Porto please get Tottenham or Porto I didn't want Ajax because I feel Ajax uh, maybe because I was in Amsterdam I just felt like they're a force to be reckoned with but did you did you really want Tottenham? yeah I don't I don't rate Tottenham I never would have guessed but <laughs> well I mean I, I do rate Tottenham but I think over two legs I think we got the better of them I think it would be real close. Mm. I think it'd be real. I mean, although I it doesn't really matter because we didn't get Tottenham. Yeah. Tottenham ended up with yeah. the the blue of Manchester, um, which I think again I, I don't over the course of two legs I think that's a Man City victory. See, I I agree with you. I think over the two legs it is a Man City victory, but I think that's a lot harder call to make when it's a when it's a United Tottenham draw. Mm. Um, but it's, I yeah, I can see City going through, and I'm real pleased that we don't. If if we do get through to the final, mm-hmm. that we don't have to play them until the final. Yeah, you know what? It would have been really nice if, rather than the two English teams drawing each other, we could have had an English team in every quarter final. Because then we've guaranteed. Oh, well, we haven't guaranteed anything actually. Um. Well, we've guaranteed a semi-finalist now with the Man City Tottenham draw. Yeah. It would have been nice to have all four teams in the semi-final. It would be like the FA yeah. Cup, just in Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they've got... Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see Tottenham going through it. Um, and I, I st- Juve are going to beat Ajax. That's just... I think Ajax done will. really think... well... What's going to happen is Ajax are going to put on a really spirited performance. The whole of Amsterdam are going to be stoned. Um, it was actually quite funny. Just I'll get onto it later, but I watched some football over the weekend in coffee shops, and um, it's a very different atmosphere <laughs> to how it is in a pub. People kind of just stare at the screen, rather than jumping, celebrating. It's a little bit quieter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what's going to happen is going to be a spirited performance, um, a quite a high-grade performance from Ajax, um, but Ronaldo is going to turn up. Ajax will probably be the better team over two legs, but Ronaldo will score five goals. I think is probably going to happen. Who, um, who, what about your draw? Yeah, man. This is the one team I didn't want. I really didn't want. And it's the one team we got. I, you, you know you what? If I'm complete, I no, not really. I feel it's it's kind of like a good luck charm for me to say we don't have a chance because that's exactly what I said against PSG. Um, so maybe if I say it again, maybe we'll go through. But realistically, I think if we can control the game, which is unlikely, then we have a chance. But if they manage to attack at all, I don't think our defense is ready at all for Suarez for Messi, for um, Dembele, 
Coutinho. I just don't think we're really ready. I don't think our defence... You know what I mean? If we had a, like, a Van Dijk or a Thiago Silva in our team, then maybe we could keep him out a bit. But no, I just think... I, I To be honest, I agree with you because you're barely ready to face Raul Jimenez. So... Ah! Um, <laughs> he's, a, so... he's a good striker, Jimenez. Gotcha! <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think you're going through. Um, I think that, and I, and like I said last week, I'm going to take quite a bit of delight in seeing you get trounced. Um, I hope you're wrong. I see. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, and get trumped by Porto. But, see, this is a thing now because I've said that <laughs> you'll end up going through, and we'll end up going out. Yep. But surely we can't lose to these. Sure. The only reason we might is because Robertson's out. He's suspended for the first game. And we have to probably play Moreno at left back, which is awful. Most of your goals are coming from like wing backs as well, it would seem. Well, not most of them, but like it seems like that's one of your definite kind of approaches to getting goals, like a whipped ball in from Trent or from. Yeah, on trend. And, that, and, and that's it. I think that we, because we play, our front three play so narrow, it mm-hmm. gives our fullbacks that scope to go wider. Yeah. And we have such good delivery from both sides. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting, but I'm quite looking forward to facing Barcelona in the quarters. So you, uh, sorry, in the semis. You're basically saying that the, the semi-final is going to be Man City, Liverpool, Juventus, Barcelona. Yeah. Hmm. Would you agree with that? I don't want to agree, but with my like kind of rational head, I kind of do agree. And just quickly, who do you see the final being between if, the, if it's between them two teams? So if, if that would be the case, then you would have Barcelona in the final, right? No, we would have... It would be us and Barcelona in the semis and Juventus City in the other semi. Ah, okay. I think it will be a Juve-Barca. I think Juventus-Man City will be an excellent game. Yeah, I think that will be a real good game to watch. And I think Man City, again, will be all over them, squander some chances, and Ronaldo will turn up. Man City, they're excellent, but one thing I've definitely noticed this year is they don't really have a lead. They've got a team of excellent players, but not that one player. If Vincent Kompany's not there, they don't really have that one player who takes charge like in the way Ronaldo does, essentially. Or even, dare I say it, in the way Pogba does. See, I kind of think, in a, in a, in a roundabout way, that's what you get from Fernandinho. You think so? That's an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, just because he has that he may not, you know, he's not a, he's not a shouter or anything like that, but he just, everything seems to be so much more controlled when he's playing. Mm. Um, doesn't seem so manic. Um, whether or not that's down to just how good he is at his job or his leadership skills, I don't know, but I think that's, um, that's definitely something. Yeah. Um, okay. But I tend to agree with you. I think it's probably a, Juve Barcelona final and the thing is it's, it's because I've tipped Juve to win it it's the only reason I'm saying Juve Barcelona final you've got to stick to your guns now yeah I have to because I actually think that it's probably going to be Man City but I'm going with Juve nice um, um, Europa League I'm not sure if I uh, apologies to everyone who does but I'm not sure if I really care about it is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> Is that bad? I mean, um, Arsenal are through. Chelsea are through. Um, both pretty convincing. Arsenal have got Napoli in the next round. Chelsea have got Slavia. I'll tell you what, that is going to be a very... There are some very good teams in that Europa League. Apart from, you know, with the exception of Slavia Prague. I mean, um, don't don't... Love. Um, I was trying to think of a pun then, but it didn't come to me in time. Oh, that was. <laughs> oh, that was your time, wasn't it? That was it your was. time. I've been on you good form with head, puns recently. I was. On you would fire have been headhunted by much. You would have been headhunted by much bigger podcasts if you'd have done that, mate. 
Oh, it was Theo Walcott's birthday yesterday. Oh, Rio Walcott. Oh, you're awful. Rio Walcott. <laughs> oh, no. He's 30. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Europa League. Um, um, there are some good sides left in there. So in I think the... Napoli-Arsenal is going to be a real good game. Yeah. Um, and I think Napoli will beat them over two legs. Do you think they've got a better, like... Control of of the game, they like play a. I guess they still play that sort of Sarri ball kind of total football almost kind of style, which Arsenal have kind of been notorious for over the last kind of twenty years. But I just think Napoli are a better team. Fair. Just, just in general, I just think they're better. Um, who do you see winning the Europa League? You got also in the other games Benfica and Eintracht Frankfurt. Villarreal and Valencia. I think Napoli will win it. Oh, for real? Yeah, I think Napoli or Chelsea will win it. Napoli-Chelsea would be an interesting game. See Sarri go back to Naps. Yeah. Nipoli. Um, I think that... Nipples. I can't see either of the Spanish teams winning it. Or a lot of nipples over the weekend. I think Eintracht Frankfurt and Benfica would be a very good game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but Napoli or, Napoli or Chelsea for me. I played in Benfica Stadium last year, so I have you know a sort of a, a love for that name drop there. Yeah, subtle name drops. Um, well, I I played in Oxford City Stadium a couple of you know like eight years ago. Cheers. We played against each other. Remember, we won four <laughs> 0 and I scored twice. Oh, <laughs> do you remember? Forgot him on a po- forgot him on a podcast with you. You've so dubbed anyway, yourself in that. Um, so F- <laughs> Overall, just- I wanted to say about the Europa League that the Europa League and the Champions League combined, altogether there were seven English teams that qualified for Europe. The only one not still in it is Everton. You're, um, you're wrong. <laughs> what? Who else? Who else? Where do, where do you get your stats from? Everton qualified for uh, the qualifying rounds for the Europa League last season. Burnley. What year was I looking at? The year before? <laughs> That's completely spoilt my segue now. <laughs> I had a great segue that I'm going to have to flop. On that note, I think that would do for part one. <laughs> <laughs> In part two, we'll bring it back home and talk about the Premier League and the FA Cup. <laughs> Ruined my segue. <laughs> So, um, welcome back. I was going to say, <laughs> Everton were the only team that aren't still in it. However, they were victorious today against another team that are still in the Europa League. But um, what I should say now is that Burnley were unsuccessful in the Premier League yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the segue is completely ruined. Um, quick Premier League action this weekend, Dan. I almost... Uh, I don't know, it kind of was overshadowed by so so much other stuff happening. Um, it was well, an interesting favorite, week for fantasy favorite, football. Our favourite team, Huddersfield, nearly won. Yeah, what a great game that was. Again, I didn't see it, but like, you know, judging on the way the score went, great game. What did you make it, of it? Oh, it's just... It, it's, it's so unlike Huddersfield to score three goals, mm-hmm. which I think... I think Huddersfield have only managed three times since they've been in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So last season and this season, they've only scored three goals in a game three times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so unlike Huddersfield to do that, but it's so like Huddersfield to mess it up at the end. Yeah, ultimate bottle drops. Um, it's just, it's just quality. That's what it comes down to. It's just quality. For some reason, their goalkeeper decided to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, into no man's land for Hernandez to get his second and West Ham's fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's yeah, wrong sh- with with West Ham? Why are they so inconsistent? Um, I think I don't know. They're just they're just one of their mid-table Premier League teams, aren't they? That you don't know what you're going to get. They've got quality to do well, but it doesn't always shine through. Hmm. Like you look at their squad and you think there are some, you know, international. I think it's fair to say superstars in that squad. 
some, you know, that some players is... that are Champions League worthy. Um, I think you've got maybe a few in there. Superstars is a probably a bit of a tall order. Maybe that's a bit. But far, you've got yeah. players like Felipe Anderson and Declan Rice. Mm. I think a fit Manuel Lanzini is a great player. I think Anatovic, when he's got the right attitude, can turn yeah, up. I also, I also really like Fabianski as well. Yeah, he's been he's been really good this season. Although he did concede uh, three goals against Hud Hud. Do you think they do a big huddle uh, before the game? A huddles field. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Um, just quickly, yeah. um, big shout out to Carl and Grant. Uh, the Huddersfield striker scored a, scored a decent hit against West Ham. Is his name Carlin? Decent hit. Carlan. K-A-R-L-A-N. Carlin. Interesting name. So, um, hmm. yeah, great, great hit. Um, I think, but, I mean, going on to the Burnley game. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't um, see any of these, so you're going to have to fill me in. Craig David. So, Harry Maguire's got a red card within the first three and a half minutes. Oh, gosh. England's hero uh, of the World Cup with his huge it's... head. Oh, five head. Yeah. Oh, my God. Meatloaf. Sorry for his mother. Looks like there's um, banana bread in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Harry banana bread Maguire. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's a bit... I can see what why the ref's done it. You know, players running through on goal. He's tripped him. Mm-hmm. it's all accidental so you know I mean there was nothing malicious about it it was a professional foul but um, and Burnley were unlucky it was you know a Wes Morgan header in the last sort of the last few minutes mm. um, that... after James Madison I mean I've got a thing for you actually Go bit on. of a debate James Madison scored a really good free kick yeah um, sort of you know just outside the box sort of 20 20, 25 yards. He goes to celebrate, takes his top off and shows an Under Armour t-shirt that says um, sort of, I think it's something like RIP Sophie, um, I love you or something like that. And it's this five-year-old girl that he sort of had a connection with that has died from cancer. Yeah. The referees booked him. Where do you stand on that? Do you think that stuff like that, because of what it is, should be a bookable offence, or do you think that referees should, you know, treat everything the same? Um, a real tough one. I guess the referee could argue that what James Madison could have done, I haven't seen it, so I don't know exactly where the message was placed, but you know if a player kind of pulls their shirt over their head, but doesn't completely yeah. remove the shirt? See, this was a complete removal. Would the message still be in, have been revealed if he just pulled it over his head? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, hmm. it's a real tough one because I I do remember earlier in the season after the um the owner Lester owner passed away, um I think it was I think it was Gray Demara Gray scored a goal and took his shirt off um and I, I'm pretty sure the referee let that one slide given the the context. So I just, I think it's very contentious. Yeah. I think it's just a very contentious sort of argument. I personally think that, uh, I think that if it's a message like that, I think you could probably get away with it mm-hmm. just because it's sort of, it's, it's meaningful. It's not a sponsor. It's not a political standpoint. It is, paying your respects to someone it is really tough because the rules are the rules aren't they yeah and that's it and that's it so i mean there's no fault to the ref at all but mm. it's just it's a talking point yeah 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 for um sure. but um i can't remember the other game oh the newcastle game two two with bournemouth yeah with matt ritchie scored a stunner um, so sort of end, balls right come in. out to him. Balls come out to him. This mm-hmm. is like the ninety-fifth minute. Yeah. Um, from across, he sort of uh, slightly wide of the goal. Yeah. Edge of the area, and it's bounced, and he sort of hit it on a 
half volley with the outside of his foot. He's got a great technique, that Matt Ritchie. He reminds me of the kind of player, remember in the Sunday league games, Sunday league days, there was that player who couldn't really run, um, wasn't very physical, but took all the set pieces and just had a good technique. I think Matt Ritchie is a little bit like that. Basically, he was the fat centre midfielder that couldn't really get around much. But loved to ping it. But loved a ping, yeah. Yeah, loved a corner, yep. loved an in-swinger, wore predators. Um, the, always wore predators. <laughs> always wore always predators. Wore, Cause they were heavy. wore socks around his... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the one. Uh, like, running, like running in mud. But when he had a set piece, he was David Beckham. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so um, it was a decent game. Uh, I think it's a good point for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Newcastle's stats are exactly the same as what they were last season. Wow. At this point in time, they have the same same wins, same draws, same losses, same uh, goal difference, same goals scored, same goals conceded. That's an amazing stat. Um, They're not much cheers. of an improvement, really. No, not at all. Not at all. But they've done so well last season that it's still a bit of a testament to Rafa. Yeah. Because they did finish 10th last season. so They're in a tough situation, I feel. In, well, not a tough situation, just a very weird one. Because, I don't know, they're just about satisfactory for like the fans to not be too disgruntled. I think, I think if Rafa wasn't there and it was someone else, I think they probably might be a little bit more disgruntled. Yeah. Um, but they have this rapport with Rafa. And I think he's the reason that the club isn't gone into meltdown with the whole Mike Ashley situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is a massive testament to him. Mm. Um, and I think that, I think they'll just stay like that next season. I think they'll always be in a little bit of trouble until they get a little bit more financial backing. I think they'll be that team that's always in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. But might just get out of it towards the end. I think it'll be nice for like, I think it looks like Leeds are probably coming up next season. Just for like nostalgia, just for, you know, the young me and the young you. Um, it'll be nice to see oh. Newcastle doing well because, you know, that's how I remember football back in the day. Newcastle yeah, Leeds. were good. Leeds were good. Um, Leeds and Newcastle, when we were growing up, were like Champions League teams. Leeds uh, got to the semi-final of a Champions League. Absolutely, yeah. I do remember that. Deportivo La Coruña. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Harry Kuehl and Mark Viduca. Alan Smith. A very young James Olivier, Milner. Olivier Dacour. Dacour, Lucas Radaby. Yeah, I think we had Jonathan Woodgate from that as well. Yep, Ferdy, Ferdy. So, um, but yeah, so it, nostalgia purposes, it will be great. And I actually, I have a bit of a soft spot for Newcastle. So, um, yeah, Solomon Rondon is the only person that got me any points in fantasy this weekend. Everyone um, else. Actually, he's got, he, he scored a direct free kick. Did he? I didn't see that. Yeah. Scored a direct free kick, which was a bit of a banger. Mm. Um, just outside the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, about 20, 25 yards out. Nice one, Geese. So it was a good hit. Didn't expect it from him. Didn't think he had it in the locker. I've only just noticed Rondon sounds a little bit like Condom. <laughs> He's quite safe. It Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should get that on the back of a Newcastle shirt. You're not going to conceive. No, I, was, I took it too far. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit that out. Edit that out. Um, but yeah. So, and then <clears throat> the uh, the games today. Did yeah. you manage to catch any of the games today? Um, when I was at the airport in Amsterdam, I managed to watch a little bit of the Liverpool Fulham game. Um, I think I saw Liverpool go one 0 up. And then I'm, yep. I think I got on the plane. Um, no, that was it. Just before the plane took off, I checked the score and it was 1-1. Um, and I thought, oh, Liverpool, Ryan Babble come back to haunt you. And then I landed and checked the score and Liverpool won. <clears throat> Talk me through it. Cheers. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was rocky. It was rock- like we, we were the better team. Mm-hmm. We were the we were the better team. <laughs> yeah. Um Mane got his eleventh goal in eleven games. He's absolutely on fire, um, isn't he? Twenty for the season, seventeen in the league, mm-hmm. which I think makes him the top goal scorer in the league if you take away penalties. Bit of a useless stat, but 
but still a little bit interesting. Yeah, nice. Um, So they, we've gone one up, um, started to get a little bit sloppy because it it become quite easy. It sort of, you know, we were just, you know, sort of balls from, you know, like crossfield balls all over the park. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, we almost took our foot off the gas a bit too much. And earlier in the week, Ryan Babel said that he knew what Van Dyke's weakness was. And he was the one that got the goal. Yeah. And what happened was, is he's gone chasing down. Van Dyke's chased with him. Yeah. <clears throat> it has been in front of him the whole time. Has done a weak header back because he thought Allison was coming for it. Allison's tried to come for it, not really put much of a challenge in the way, and Babel's just got the ball past him and and scored. So, so maybe he does Babel, know his weakness. Yeah, you're suggesting Babel like maybe training for Holland I was like, yo, Van Dyke, what's your weakness? Yeah. And I was so like, maybe if, if you chase, chase me, then I'm going to give a sloppy header yeah. back. And Bob was yeah, like, it's oh, a I weak header. That. Like just, you know, make sure that, you know, we have a Brazilian goalkeeper in goal. Mm. And then that's the, that's the weakness. That's that. Wow. Um, so maybe Ryan Babel is like the all knowing. Maybe yeah. he has his own like database. In fact, Funny, funny story. So on on Friday night, um, I went for this really nice meal at a place called Die Schule. I recommend if anyone goes to Amsterdam, eat that Die Schule. Food is incredible. But as Can I was smiling for that, please. It's just literally D E school. Ah, oh. it used to be a school. Now it's a really cool nightclub and restaurant. Oh. Um, but I was sitting next to a guy from Glasgow, um, who happened to be like a huge football fan. So we just got talking about football and he was telling me, yeah, man, the people in in Netherlands very much believe Van Dijk is the best defender in the world. He's like a god amongst men to, to Dutch football fans at the moment. That's, yeah, that's what I wanted to put out there, really. I I think he's a god amongst men as well. Yeah. So, you know, every so often might have a little slip up. On the whole, bit of a Rolls Royce, isn't he? He's a bit, bit classy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then we've, um, a couple of minutes after the Fulham goal, we've got a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um. Paulo Yeah, I'd say it was a penalty. Um. The oh. sort of, he's he spilt uh the keeper spilt a ball from Salah. Mm-hmm. Mane's crept in to get it, and he sort of pulled him back. I think. He's gone down a bit easy, but it is a penalty. You shouldn't put your arms on him. Mm. And it does look like he's sort of made quite a bit of contact. Um, and I can breathe easy now until after the international break, which is quite nice. Because we're top again, by yeah. two points, um, which is where we want to be. And the dream lives on. And uh, in the race um, for the, the top four. Oh, it's massive. Chelsea, who are right on our backs, game in hand. And what do they do? They fluff it. Yeah, massively as well. Massively, they did not. They were the they were the best team in the first half, and that was because Everton didn't really come out to play. Everton, to be honest, they played exactly how we described them in the one of the first weeks. They played like nothing. There's nothing about them. Yeah. Um, the second half, I don't know what was said in that dressing room, but wow, they've there was a lot of attacking intent. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a lot of hustling and bustling and they fully deserve the victory. It was Chelsea mm-hmm. didn't really do anything. I can't even second half, especially, I can't really remember anything that they'd done. Mm. Um just don't want it. It it seems like maybe they're they're I'm not shocked. playing for the manager. Is is that possibly what, a what, reason? What I'm shocked about is they're one nil down, Sari takes off Higuain and puts on Giroud. Why not stick Giroud on and have them both up top? I think it's it's clear that Sarri loves a like for like change. He can't do he he doesn't like to change his formation or tactics during the game. He always does like for like changes. I, th- I and just think that's not the always effective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've said this a few times on the podcast that he's his subs have just been not constructive or forward thinking. Well, it's it's. There's no plan B. If he's making like-for-like subs, there is no plan B for him. Yeah. I mean, he took Jorginho off today, which was a bit of a surprise. 
Um, but I mean, it didn't make much difference. There yeah. wasn't, there just was nothing about them really, which is good for you guys. It's great, yeah. So, are Chelsea getting top four? No. No, I don't think they are. Good. I think it'll probably. I think it'll probably be Tottenham and you. I hope so. That'd be nice. I think, I think Arsenal and Chelsea will miss out. Yeah, I just I think Arsenal ain't good enough, and I think Chelsea don't want it enough. Is the situation? What? What? Sorry, my girlfriend just walked in. And that's the way to greet a lady, everyone. Yeah, she said something about <laughs> weird. Anyway. <laughs> so um, begrudgingly uh, we're going to have to talk about the FA Cup and I say begrudgingly because after the last round I thought this is the one that we could win <laughs> <laughs> I really thought sorry we'll do this in like a kind of chronology so I mean Watford beat Palace 2-1 any surprise there really oh, to, be honest, I, to be honest I didn't know which way it was going to go yeah, I thought that could have been I didn't know game. which way it was going to go. I saw um, Palace potentially going far if if they were to get past Watford, but it wasn't to be. Um, it's... Um, I think I think they'll go out to Wolves. Mm-hmm. I do think Wolves will get to the final. Yeah. Um, but they it is... It's a strong victory for uh, it's a strong victory for Watford, and a chance to play at Wembley. So, mm. um, I was in again. I was in. I was in Dam on Saturday, and basically, we were nightclubbing until uh, seven a.m. So I slept most of Saturday, um, and I woke up, and the first thing I did was sort out my fantasy football team, um. And because I got so caught up in like Premier League fantasy football, I almost forgot there was FA Cup on. Um, the moment I remembered, I quickly flicked on, shout out BT Sport, Swansea a 2-0 up against Man City. Dan, I was having a fantastic time. Suddenly, I didn't have a headache anymore. Suddenly, I wasn't hungover. This is excellent. Swansea are knocking out Man City. I'm going Swansea in a couple of weeks. I was getting all ready to yeah, rejoice amongst the Swansians, what are they called? The Swans. What are people from Swansea swans, called? Mate. Sw- swans. But actual just people from Swansea, are they, are they just swans? I don't know, that's the nickname for the football team, so I just go with it, mate. I mean, I, I know a lot of people from Swansea, swansea and they're not that elegant. Um, <laughs> 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 but yeah, anyway, so Swansea are tuning up. I thought, this is amazing. This is going to be the biggest upset. And what happens, Man City come back. Did you see Swansea's second goal? Uh, remind me about it again. I think I did, but I, you might need to remind me. It is. It's just great build-up play. They've sort of they've they've outcityed oh, City, yeah. And it's sort of um, the lad that used to play for City. I want to say it's Salino, but or Selena. Yeah, Selena um, had a great game. And they sort of bent it round Edison, and it is a beautiful goal mm. um, and if anyone hasn't seen it I advise you to check it out because it just makes City look normal for once mm. um, would you say maybe there was a little bit of complacency from City definitely mm. definitely um, and to be honest City had a bit of luck you know I think if VAR was in then City's goals might have been ruled offside I think the Aguero goal for the header was mm-hmm. he was offside yeah um, Hard done by So, I mean, they're going to win it, aren't they? Yeah, there's not really any real contenders. It'll be, I mean, Wolves may good give them a good game in the final, but ultimately, yeah, Man City have just got you know that squad depth. So many players who can produce a bit of magic. And that's it. Yeah. Did you uh, did you watch the Man United game? Yeah, I did actually, because uh, I'm such a loyal fan. Um, I watched it whilst going for dinner. I had, it, I was eating dinner, and I had it. My phone rested up against the plate of food, 
and I was conversing with the people around the table, but also watching the game. Um, and then after that, we went to a coffee shop and watched the rest of the game with a load of stoners. Ah, good. Yeah, we good. lost two one. I don't we, even know what to say, man. I'm, a, I'm just a bit, just a bit hurt. Well, <laughs> the better team went through. I don't. I don't think there's any doubts about that. Um, I personally, from the game, from what I watched, thought that Wolves were the better team. Um, yeah, I mean, full credit to Wolves. They, especially in 2019, they've been excellent. Yep. They've been yeah. really, really good. Jimenez, Jota. Well, they're the best of the rest. Rube, yeah, absolutely. Ruben Neves, um, Martinho, Doki. They're all, yeah, they're a class team. What I was going to say to you, I was really impressed with Romero yesterday. So, um, you know what? It, it's really funny because every time we play Romero, I was thinking, oh my God, what's he doing? Where's De Gea? But every time he's played since he joined Man United, he's always impressed. And, and he's always made the, me think like, oh, actually, he's a great backup. And this is what I was going to say to you. This is, is he the best number two in the league? Uh... Who's Tottenham's number two again? See, this was it though. Gazaniga is Tottenham's yeah. number two, or Michel Vaughan. Okay. Now, I personally think Gazaniga is better than Vaughan. Is Tom Heaton um, number two to Joe Hart? No, I'd say Tom Pope is number two to Joe uh, to Tom Heaton. Ah, you Burnley got some good keepers, by Joe Hart. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you got Petr Cech at Arsenal. He's past it, I think. I, think um, I still it. think he's a good... I think the only reason that people think he's past it is because Emery wants to bring in this sort of passing out from the back. If you look at him as a goalkeeper rather than an outfield player, I think he's still, you know, decent. No, his, uh, his reflexes uh, aren't the same. I think he's got arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Dr. Gray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, check, mate. So... He's, I think he's up there. He's certainly up there to be better than Mignolet, better than Bravo. Mm. Uh, Although, yeah, I Caballero's mean, he, another one. He made some great saves, but I think, unfortunately, the goals that did go in, he maybe could have done better with. <laughs> shoot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that was powerful, boy. <laughs> yeah. I hope no one's listening on headphones. <laughs> oh. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, it's yeah. I mean, maybe the Jimenez guy. I don't really think he could do a nush belt. It kind of came at him quite quickly. Uh, it came through bodies and everything. Yeah. So De Gea would well, have saved I, that. I think so. he's, he's definitely up there. Yeah, as being one of the best number twos in the league for sure. He's still number one for Argentina. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't know if that says more about him or more about Argentina. I can't think of many like great Argentinian keepers. To be fair, no, Carver Gavelli. There you go. Wow, <laughs> I, think, I think I think that's a great way to end part two. Yep. Uh, well, we haven't mentioned the other six round draw, the other six round game. Did you watch the game today? Brighton Millwall. Mate, I, well, this was the thing. I was watching. I was flicking between this game and the Liverpool game. Whilst I was at the airport, um, obviously Millwall went two 0 up, and I must have flicked on whilst Millwall two 0 up. I thought, oh my god, this is amazing! It's going to be a big upset. Um, you know, Millwall really go for it in FA Cup games. So do their firm. But I saw like the last ten minutes, and I I just witnessed Brighton really go for it, really really go for it. I think they they were two 0 down with like two minutes to go. And they scored one and then got a free kick in the 94th minute. The, in the build-up to this free kick, the keeper had made some, like, you know, a few good saves, a few catches. You know, when the keeper catches it and, like, lies on top of the ball and all his defenders, like, slap him on the head as if to say, yes, nice one, mate. And then the keepers completely misjudged this free kick. To be fair, I kind of misjudged it. Like, I can't remember his name. Came on as a sub and changed the game, but this Brighton player... Put the ball over the top, and because it, it kind of floated, you wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like a ball over the top for someone to head head in or a shot. 
And I think that's exactly what happened to the keeper. The keeper kind of came out of his box and then realised it was going over him and kind of just flapped it and it's gone in. And Brighton at 2-2. And then it goes to extra time. Then there's an outrageous moment of madness from a Millwall player and he kicks out, gets a red card. Then it goes to penalties and Brighton win on penalties. But And I think that's... Yeah. I think that's great for Brighton. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I like Brighton. I think they're a good side. I think it's great for Chris Hewitt as well. Yeah. I think they'll go down now, yeah. though. See, I don't. I still think they'll stay up. They'll focus on Just the about. FA Cup. They won't win it, but they'll put too, too many eggs in that basket. <laughs> and this is where the exciting bit comes. <laughs> so, I mean, they've got Man City in the semi-final. So they're pretty much out, ain't they? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty much out. <laughs> they're not going to get They, they shouldn't really concentrate on the FA Cup. Yeah. And Wolves and Watford in the next game. And I think me and you both predict that Wolves will probably win that one. Hello? Oh, no. Oh, Dan. I'm back. Oh, he's back. Wicked. What are you saying? Uh, Sorry. Uh, it, I, uh, yeah. It's a final with Man City coming out on top. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Um, On that note, Dan, that'll do for part two. Uh, join us in part three where we do another quiz based on uh, the Dutch. Hello, Dan. It's quiz time, buddy. It's, it's quiz, quiz time. time. It is indeed. I love the quiz. Um, this week, we decided to do the quiz on kind of the Dutch. <laughs> kind of specifically Dutch players in the Premier League. Um, and we're doing this in honour of, well, I mean, I've just come back from Holland. But also, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Van Dijk recently. He's been excellent. He's been a rock at the back for Liverpool. And, you know, the Dutch also feel he's a god amongst men, as do we. So I thought, why not do a quiz on Dutchness? Yeah. Yeah, you've sold it there, mate. You've <laughs> sold it. So the scores, scores on the doors. Last I remember, is it 3-2 three, three, to me? 3-3, three, three, was it? 3-2 to you. 3-2 to me. slowly, slowly pulling it. I'm getting there, mate. You're doing a West Ham. After a poor start. West Ham comeback. Um, it was a lot like Istanbul. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm going to shatter your hopes and dreams. Uh, who's <laughs> <laughs> who's going first? I, I forget. Remind me. Um, I mean, I can I can ask first. Yeah, you can, you can ask first. I will answer correctly first. Hit me. Right, okay. So, first question. Mm-hmm. Barring Virgil van Dijk, yes. who is the most expensive Dutch player? Um, most expensive to come to the Premier League or just generally? Just generally. Good question. It's a good question. Uh, Memphis Depay was quite expensive, but I don't think it was him. Did uh, Arsenal ever sell? Oh, you know what? I think I know this. Go on. I think it is Mark Overmars. He went. What are you going for? He went to Barcelona for something ridiculous. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. You are. Wrong. Oh! Is it the, Memphis uh, Depay? The no, the correct answer is Frankie De Jong, um, who January just gone, joined Barcelona from Ajax for sixty-seven point five million. Oh man! Couldn't have been far off. Yes. Oh. Okay. Right, Dan. I'll give you some sort of easy ones, actually. I'm a bit annoyed with myself now. Uh, hopefully you haven't researched the same questions. But um, which Dutch player played in the Premier League for Chelsea, Middlesbrough, Liverpool, 
and Sunderland. Oh, oh yes. I hated him as a Liverpool player. I hated him as a Liverpool player. He only had like a few good games and it's Bolo Zenden. Oh man, that was far too easy. Yes. Budawine. His name's spelled yeah, like Budawin. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm classed. That's why I'm calling him Bolo. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, okay. Which Dutch player has the most appearances in the Premier League? Um, gotta be I mean I can give you a clue if you want because I don't think you'll get it from the clue okay hit me um, he played for four Premier League teams um, one of those being Aston Villa oh. one of those being Coventry one of those being Middlesbrough and one of those being Hull. Oh wow, that's completely throwing me off. See, my my initial thoughts were either Van Persie or Dennis Burkamp, Van der Sar. Oh mate, head for a load of like. Did he have many? Um. Oh man. It, his. His appearances in the Premier League were 382. But like he, he probably didn't have many international caps. Oh man! Oh, you've got me good, man. You're not messing about. Um, and he played for Villa, Hull, oh, Coventry, and Middlesbrough. Coventry City, the Premier League. So he obviously played like. Mate, I, I genuinely don't have a clue. Do you want the answer? Yeah, hit me, man. George Boateng. <laughs> oh! I did know that! <laughs> oh, man! Oh, I swear I did know that as well. Oh, Boateng, bruv. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's not a good start. Okay, here we go. I feel my questions are too easy. In the Premier League era, Manchester United have had two Dutch goalkeepers, Edwin van der Sar and who? Ooh. You had Michael and Peya had Bosnich, Advertez. Who is the other? Oh, you've got me. Um, no, I don't know. Do you want the answer? Yep. Raymond van der Gaal. Oh, van der Gaal. Van der Gaal. Second choice Kept keeper for the... most of his time, but he played for us. Yeah, thinking of the vans as well. Yeah, loads of vans. LDV vans. <laughs> um, in the pre- So, in the Premier League, two Dutch players have scored over 100 goals. Yeah. Can you name them? Van Persie and Dennis Bergkamp. No, wait, I'm not going to say it too quickly. Oh. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say Van Persie and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. If you'd have said Hassel, if you'd have said Van Persie and Burkamp, Burkamp, yeah. you would have been wrong. Okay. Hasselbank was right. And Van so Persie. was Van Persie. Yes! <laughs> Van yeah. Persie got 144, Hasselbank got 127. Nice. 1-1. Go on, Jimmy. Jimmy Floyd. Okay, Dan. This one isn't actually about players. So, Frank De Boer 
became the eighth and one of the most unsuccessful Premier League managers. Well, sorry, he became the eighth Dutch manager to play in the Premier League, to manage in the Premier League, and he also became one of the most unsuccessful Premier League managers last season. But can you name five of the other seven for one point? Martin Yol. Yep. Gus Hiddink. Yep. Ronald Koeman. Yep. Rennie Mullenstein. Yep. And and Louis Van Gaal. Oh man, that was far too easy. <laughs> oh. Rude Hullet. Rude Hullet and Dick Advocat. Man. Guess who had that same question? You were going to ask me that, weren't you? <laughs> 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 Always happens. So it's 3-1. So, you know, I might not actually need to think of another question. Wait, is it 3-1? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Is it? 2-1. It's 2-1. Yeah. Yeah, You're yeah. right. You didn't get Van der Gaal. I didn't get Van der Gaal. Right, okay. Ajax and PSV have won 16 of the 19 league seasons this century. Mm-hmm. Can you name the other three? The other three winners. Um, I'm going to guess Feyenoord that's one um, oh what's his name Steve McLaren won with a with a team oh you still there hello yeah I'm still there okay um, hello you hear me yeah, 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 I can hear you. Just waiting for you to say the right answers, buddy. Um, so we've got Feyenoord. I'm probably guessing AZ Alkmaar. Is that right? That's another one. And the third yeah. one was... um, Where Steve McLaren won the league with them. called um oh fc20 that is correct <laughs> get in son have some of that in your pipe <coughs> not in my pipe <coughs> oh yes cool back in it two two what are you saying oh all right you ready dan Robin Van Persie is Holland's all-time record goalscorer internationally. And he played for Arsenal and Man United in the Premier League. But who is the second highest Dutch international goalscorer to play in the Premier League? Oh, that's a great shout. Mm. Uh, um... Patrick Cliver. Ah, he's got it. <laughs> I thought I might have got you on that one. I was close. I was gonna say either Jimmy Floyd or um Dennis Burkamp. Dennis Burkamp. I think uh, I didn't get the official stab. I think Patrick Clivert's the third highest goal scorer. Um, you wouldn't have thought Van Van Isteroy. No, no, didn't didn't even come into my head. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I think he's like fifth on the all-time Dutch Dutch scoring charts. So what's so what's the it's three three two three two. So you need to get this for to stay in the game. Yeah. Bit, see, I've got a bit of a tough one, but. I'm not going to ask you that one because that's a bit too mean. Okay. Who is Holland's record appearance holder? Hasn't played in the Premier League. Or, well, I mean, that's not specifically the question, is it? Hello? You're vibrating. Are you there? No. No. Okay. All-time record appearance. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, hello? Dan? Ah. I don't know, I'm still here. You know what, I'm, I'm I, might go, I might go straight in and say, just because I remember him playing in the World Cup and being really old, but still being at the top of his game, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Ah. Oh. It's uh, Edwin van der Sar. You know what? I was thinking it's, it's van der Sar's too obvious. Oh, what an idiot. Oh. He've won. Oh, buddy. Mate. Oh, don't you? Do you want the last question for consolation? Yeah, go on. Okay. It's 3-3, three, three, man. Mel, it's 3-3. Three, three. I was winning. I don't, Mel said, yeah, I usually win. Nice oh, now she's trying to play the, like, fair play fair play card. It's nice for someone else to win. Oh. No, it's not nice for someone else to win. Uh-huh. Anyway. I'm not going to... Don't worry, I won't, I won't chuck it in your face too much. <laughs> you blown so, the consolation question. Ajax have just qualified for the Champions League quarterfinal, but in what year did a Dutch team last qualify for the quarterfinal? And for a bonus point, for a bonus point, which team was it? Uh, Ninety-seven. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. That's a long time ago. That's over twenty years. The the correct answer is actually oh six oh seven. PSV made it to the quarterfinal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cheers! I should have asked you that question earlier. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well done Dan and on thanks buddy and on that note you've completed the comeback good night Amsterdam good night we've gone Dutch <laughs> have a good one Dan catch you next week until next week buddy bye bye